Hi, and welcome to a bonus episode of Found. I'm your host, Daryl Etherington. In these bonus episodes, you'll hear from guests we had on a while ago to check in and see how founder life has been going for them. You'll be hearing our producer, Maggie, in these ones, talking with various guests. So don't be alarmed when you hear a new voice. Today, Maggie is talking with Hannah Mohan from Magic Bell. That's an embeddable notification system that can be added to your site's inbox, Slack, etc. She talks with Maggie about learning how to work with BC funding and leading a growing company as it transitions from the early stage to a more mature start. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really, really excited to have you back on Found. How have you been? I've been good. Thank you so much for having me back. Yeah, so I was just re-listening to your episode, which everyone should go check out if they haven't. It was way back in March of 2021, I think. And when we were talking, Magic Bell was still so fresh. But before we dive into all the updates and stuff, for those of our listeners who haven't checked out the episode yet, could you give sort of a top line like TLDR of what Magic Bell does? Absolutely. So if you look at most products today, they all have a notification bell and you click on it and you get your notifications in an inbox. We make that as a component that developers can add to their web and mobile applications. And apart from doing the in-app inbox, we can also send users emails or text messages, but only if they haven't seen notifications in-app first. So we're trying to help people reduce the volume of notifications they send out to their users as well as send out more actionable notifications. Yeah, so when we talked last, I think you were still pretty fresh out of YC and still very much in a growth phase. So what's been going on since last we talked? What updates do you have? Yeah, so I think when we spoke last, we had just closed our seed round. I think we kind of almost announced it on your podcast. (laughs) That was the day we had signed the deal. So we went into hiring mode and we expanded the team. It took way longer than I had originally anticipated. I was kind of naively assuming that every funded startup can just go out and pick the people they want, but it was very wrong back then at least. But we ended up growing the team to about 10 people now. We also actually went out and raised a second seed round in October of about 2.5 million from Connect Ventures. And I'm really glad that we did it, to be honest, right? Like now it has changed quite a bit. Grew our ARR about 6x, obviously like, you know, from a medium number to like a good number. And like personally, something that is very meaningful for me is we sold our first enterprise deal. It's great for the company, but also I had never actually sold to an enterprise before ever. So that was just like a phenomenal learning experience. Something that in a way I'm glad is kind of now more demystified for me. And I would say just personally as a founder, I think I've realized how much harder the journey is once you do raise money. I think I had always bootstrapped my businesses and funded businesses obviously like require a lot more time commitment and just just the intensity is a lot higher. So I think that's just something personally I've learned and learned to appreciate and manage. Yeah, no, I can imagine. So that's actually a great segue into my next question, which is how have you grown as a leader? And yeah, what have you learned since you were last on? Or if you just want to go deeper into what you were just talking about, how like being, you know, investor funded versus bootstrapping? Well, I think I've kind of learned or relearned that managing people is hard. It does require a lot of (laughs) work. And it's good to work with a coach. So I've been working with some coaches and that has been quite beneficial. Apart from that, I'd say like just like zooming in again on the hiring piece. I think a lot of this stuff is talked about like, you know, certain people are better fit for early stage and certain people are not. And I think now through a lot of trial and error, we've also like kind of firsthand 
learned that yeah like you know skills matter but i think certain people definitely thrive better in a kind of more chaotic early stage environments certain people who are extremely talented otherwise maybe thrive better in a more structured more sort of like a larger company environment so the funny thing about startups is like none of these things are things that you've never heard about but i think you have to kind of experience it yourself to internalize the lessons so mm-hmm. same with sales right like i think i heard a lot that you really can't hire somebody to help you out with sales and you know we got some help and while they added a lot of like the processes to our sales it was very obvious that we still need to figure a lot out before we can bring in a non founding team member to come in and sell for us so i think this year has been very much about sort of taking the community wisdom and internalizing it through our own experience that's extremely well put i can totally understand what you mean how it's like yeah 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 you hear all that stuff but then when it hits you it's like you do have to kind of reinvent the wheel for it to like settle in yeah so it's like you know i think startup founders are kind of contrarian right like so you start a company because you think you are different but then within the realm of companies that are started you're actually not that different right like so you <laughs> yeah. always think you're the outlier founder who will be able to burn a lot like okay why is he saying control your burn but no 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 i'm the exceptional founder or people are saying you can't hire somebody to do sales and no but i'm the exceptional founder i think it takes a little like a year or so out of yc for us to learn and maybe for some of our batchmates that i talk to that it takes just a while to learn that no once you have started up it's very unlikely that you are sort of the outlier even within the outliers. <laughs> yeah, the contrarian, I can definitely see that. So, since we last talked, can you share a highlight and a low light that you've experienced? So, I think the highlight was definitely like for example, like one of them was definitely closing this enterprise deal. Another highlight on a very personal note was having like a small early team in Miami for a retreat and kind of making this remote experience in person for a little bit. I'd say in terms of the low light like I said you know there are sometimes hiring decisions don't work out and you have to part ways and I think the, the few times we've had to do these are exceptionally like talented people so we didn't make a mistake in picking somebody who wasn't smart or who wasn't talented for one reason or other they were not a good fit for the startup at this point and so I'd say like just letting those people go was it was very hard for them but also like it's not a morale booster let's put it that way for the rest of the company the relationships people have formed for the founding team mm-hmm. itself yeah that's hard any especially now as we're seeing all these layoffs i think letting people go for whatever reason you know you're a human being and it's it's tough it weighs on you you know like being the ceo is quite a privilege of a company you know one of the things that comes with it is like you do end up deciding who gets to work with you and who doesn't and for what reason but no matter what like you said it's never actually pleasant but it's important to be able to make th- those decisions and i think it is in those moments that you do realize that the ceo job is a lonely one right and mm. and of course it's always much worse for the people who are being let go but at the same time i think uh, ceos do carry that for a long time at least the ones whatever with the heart i guess which is most of them i think I hope. Yeah. No matter how close you are with your team, there is always that power dynamic that can kind of insulate and isolate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, pivoting a little bit, what are you the most proud of? Well, I think the quality of the team, I'm sure like that's an answer you probably get from a lot of founders, but I'm in the end quite excited about the quality of team that we have assembled and also the quality of the product. Obviously, as a founder, you're always sort of, you know, you always know how your product sucks. 
but also it's great that we have a lot of customers who believe that their life is much better with our product so both those things like i think the quality of the team the quality of the product that i'm like really proud of and it also gives me personally a lot of motivation to i think the reason i started this company if you probably listen to the older episode one of the big reasons is i definitely want to create a certain kind of life around me and a certain kind of set of people around me and i don't think a company is a family per se like i think it is a team but it is a team that inspires you to show up each day at work and for me just the quality of people makes a huge difference so i just love that that i would say 9 out of 10 days i'm very excited to show up at work and you know interact with these people yeah that makes such a difference and i i love what you said about it not being a family because that's it's not but being a team and teams can be important and we do spend so much of our time virtually at least with our coworkers is there anything in terms of your growth or personally that you're the most proud of from the past year So before I go into that I think the other thing that happens when you are sort of like doing multiple startups is that you sort of like see your challenges manifesting in different startups right like so you can start removing the factors of luck and timing and and you can like really start looking at your sort of character flaws or the sort of tragic flaws that you have and I think it can be a little bit overwhelming and it certainly was for me to like see some of my challenges like manifest again and i was like oh i thought these were in the past so i think one thing that i'm quite proud of like apart from any specific like learning is that i've learned to sort of embrace that and i've learned to somewhat enjoy like just showing up with all of these challenges and saying it's fine like i'm not perfect none of my team members are perfect and we're all trying to do our best and i think appreciate myself and appreciate others for showing up and doing their best and also knowing at the same time that perhaps we can all be much better like it's not something that i've 100% internalized i think there are days where i'm very frustrated with myself for example but <laughs> i think more more often than not i'm able to like repeat that to myself on difficult days now yeah that's a that's a great founder mantra i think and i guess similarly is there any advice that you would have given yourself a year ago or given the hana that we talked to back in march yeah i think i've actually genuinely been surprised by just how much if you kind of wait by the amount of revenue it brings in like just how much better bigger deals are for a business's growth having a lot of like small or startup customers and again right like this was something people had told me over a period of time but i don't think i had quite internalized it and then the second is just one thing that happened when the sort of like market started shifting was like everybody ourselves included got like a lot more focused on making sure we make the most of our runway and we work on the projects that really matter and we cut out all the noise if i could go back one year back i would say like just do that anyway right like you know yeah and it's funny because i can be harsh with myself and again right like like i think i did my best given what i knew and also the kind of exuberance of post fundraise and the mindset of growth at all costs but i think yeah the advice of like do less answer the hard questions of who you are building this for why do they want to use it don't come up with complex answers come up with like one simple answer keep iterating on it i would just give myself that advice in the past and i would also like to give that advice to myself every day from here on because i don't think you are ever quite done like really refining the customer profile like really refining why they are using it like every day or every week or every month you can definitely like refine that answer better and like 
you know it's like sharpening your aim or something yeah absolutely it's always evolving that's a really great place to end thank you so much for coming back and giving us that update i'm so happy to hear you guys are are growing and you're finding success and that you're loving your team and finding like joy every day that's awesome thank you thanks for having me Found is hosted by myself, TechCrunch News Editor Daryl Etherington, and TechCrunch Managing Editor Jordan Crook. Yashad Kulkarni is our executive producer. We are produced by Maggie Stamitz and edited by Kel Keller. TechCrunch's audio products are managed by Henry Pickovit. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and on Twitter at twitter.com found. You can also email us at found at techcrunch.com, and you can call us and leave a voicemail at 510-936-1618. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.